Okay, good We continue on our journey in Tefillah. This uh, shear is Gateway to Tefillah, sponsored by a good friend, Rabbi Sal Rose of Los Angeles, Uli Nishmas's brother, Tzvi Ben Levi Yitzchak. We also want to tell everyone, Baruch Hashem, the, um, the new Sefer has actually been released yesterday, and it's, uh, it's not available in stores, but you could pre-order it. You see the picture over here? You see the picture? That's the cover. Here it is. Um, and it's about the Bein Amitzarim, Tishabav, the Four Fasts, and Holocaust Memorial, and uh, a lot of stories about the Holocaust, about my grandfather, Zechotag Labracha. Okay, so the, we continue in the Shir on Hoidu. We've had many Shiram on Hoidu, and uh, Baruch Hashem, I find them to be very rewarding. We're up to what is called the fourth Gidol, the fourth braid of prayer, and that is the Gidol of Nakama, the braid of revenge. And we mentioned based on Rav Schwab that there are five times in Baruch Sha'amar it says the Lashon of Shevach. And it corresponds to the five parts of Pesukah de Zimra. Negadelcha, Neshabechecha, Nefa'ercha, Benamlicha, Benazkir, Shimcha. And the first part of Pesukah de Zimra is Negadelcha. Negadelcha does not mean we make you great. It means we braid prayers in praise of you. Gidol is a lashon of Miriam Megadel Seyar. And now we discuss the Gidol of Hishtachava, bowing. We discuss the braid of Rachamim, which is the first braid is The second braid is the third braid is the braid of Oiz. And now we're up to the fourth braid. The braid of Nekama. Says Reb Schwab. Now we have a praise of intertwining three Nekamas. Kel Nekamas Hashem. Kel Nekamas Hashem. Two psukim, we talk about revenge twice. Nekama, Nekama, Gemol. Now, even though in Nekama is not written explicitly in the, in the second pasuk, it refers to a revenge. It says the Gemara in Brachas Daflam Gimel. Gedoyla Nekama, Nekama is great because it's placed between two names of Hashem. Look at this pasuk. Kel Nekamais Hashem. Kale Nekama Yisaifia. In between the word Kale and the word Hashem, we have the word Nekamais. So the Gemara says, Great is Nekama, because Nekama is placed between two names of Hashem. That's a very interesting idea. Shanemar Kale Nekamais Hashem. That is, when a person acts wickedly, we have to explain as follows. Why is revenge so great? The Gemara says, revenge is so great, it's, it's placed between the two names of Hashem. When a person acts wickedly, he confounds, confuses, causes disarray in the whole universe. It's mevalbel seder o'ilam. Because the whole kiyom o'ilam is through the will of Hashem, and when there's rebellion, so it creates great confusion in the world. 
So in other words, you have this beautiful world that God created. The whole world was created for Hashem's honor. And here you have a guy who's committing a sin, so he's disturbing the equilibrium and the balance of the whole world. So the Yibam Hashem has to come and, so to speak, bring the whole world back into order. So it's a very big operation. It's a tikkun for the whole world. You know what it's like, says Rabbi Schwab? It's like you're riding on a, on a uh, train. In honor of my guest Josh, I'm going to say over a story. About four years ago, I went to London for a couple of days. And then uh, Thursday night and Friday, I spoke in Manchester by my friend Pinchas Brandeis. And we, uh, we left Friday morning and we were on the train. The problem is, trains are very good so long as they stay on the tracks. But if the train goes off the tracks, this is not good. And basically what happened was somebody jumped on the track and committed suicide. Okay, that's their issue. But now we have an issue that how are we going to get back to London in three hours to Shabbos? So we basically had to get off the train, get into a cab, and we arrived about 17 minutes before Shabbos. So says Rav Schwab, this is like riding on a train. And the train goes off the track. It can continue... It doesn't matter if it has gas and oil and electricity and a conductor. If it's off the track, the, the, the train cannot continue. So too, when a person commits sin in this world, it like it throws off the whole equilibrium of the world. And the only way to put the world back into its proper course is nikama. God must take revenge. That's what revenge does. Revenge puts order back into the universe. Like now, there's only one person who could do this, and that's the Rebbe Yisrael. That's why the Rebbe Yisrael says in Parshas Hazinu, "Li nakam v'shilein." Revenge belongs to me. Only Hashem could put the world back on track. We don't have this chus to basically tamper with that on that level with the running of the world. You know, it's it's not like if the train goes off the track. You could bring four uh, six foot nine big guys who weigh three hundred pounds and schlep the train back onto the track. You need special machinery. So to put the world back on track, only God could do this. And Rav Schwab now has the courage to tackle the following issue: after the Holocaust, where millions of Jewish children were killed, children who had no sin, and many other Jews who were killed, and before the uh, perpetrators were caught, they poisoned themselves. And they escaped, escaped any uh, jurisprudence and any retribution. And these Jews who were killed, they definitely, most of them, they probably did shuva before their death, and they died like Malachi Asharis. How could it be that the world could continue after that? after such a imbalance of justice, where you have millions of righteous people dying, being murdered in cold blood, and the world could continue? I mean, that's not like a train going off track. That's like the world completely imploding. The answer is, they do get they do get revenge. There is revenge. And the revenge is in Gehenna, where Hashem takes these Rosham, and He puts them... In a self-cleaning oven would be paradise compared to what these 
Risham are going to. So you'll say, so fine, they expire within uh, milliseconds. And that, no. Says the, the Chavetz Chaim in the Hakdama to the Mishabrua, God then reconstitutes their molecules, puts them back together, and gives them the capacity to bear superhuman pain and to suffer. The only thing is, who could know exactly how hot to make the oven and how much torture to give them? Only Hashem could know. That's what it means. Gadol Nekama. Revenge is great that it was placed between the new, two names of Hashem. It's not even something that belongs just to Rebbe Hashem. It's, it's sandwiched between two names of Hashem. It is not given to man. However, the end will be Dam Avadav Yikaim Venakam Yashav God will pay back all of the perpetrators. But we Davin, just to be able to see it, we say, We want to see it. Because the Navi tells us, and this is very important for Rosh Basically, you should know, part of the reward of Olam Haba is they're going to have big plexiglass. And all the tzaddikim are going to be taken into a room, into a big stadium. And in the stadium, there's going to be a huge fire. And the fire is going to be like 50 billion degrees. And the Rishayim are in the fire and they're screaming. And part of the happiness and enjoyment of Olam Abba is the tzaddikim enjoy the suffering of the Rishayim. He says, who says this? Davra Melech. Yismach tzaddik kichaza nakam. The tzaddik will rejoice when he sings revenge. Pa'amav yirchatz b'damar. He will be washing his feet in the, the blood of the wicked. But only God could do this. And therefore we daven. Kel nekamois. God of revenge. Hoifia. Reveal yourself to our eyes. Hinase shoifet ha'aretz. Because when you bring revenge to the world, you will be elevated as the judge and then the world will go back into order, and then people will understand everything is right in the universe. In other words, revenge is needed for people to have a certain confidence in the running of the world. However, at the end of this braiding of revenge, Kel Nekama is Hashem, Kel Nekama is Hoifiyah, Hinase Shoifet Ha'aretz, Hashev Gemul Ageim, we add on, the Pasuk, L'Hashem HaYeshua Alamcha Berchasach HaSalam. Once we mentioned Hashem's praise, that He is the God of vengeance, and there's a Midas Hadin in the world, we pray Hashem HaYeshua, salvation belongs to God, Alamcha Berchasach HaSalam, that His blessing and His Midas HaRachamim should be on us at the time that He administers Midas Hadin to the nations of the world and to the Rishayim. If I could share with you, My grandfather, Zechazak Levracha, in his memoirs of, the, of describing the uh, Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, and he, he, he mentions the yells of the women, the weeping of the children, the cries of despair and misery, begging for mercy, for God's vengeance, ring in my ears to this day. After describing the heart-wrenching Picture of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. Maizeda concludes, Kel Nekama is Hashem, Kel Nekama is 
Now, comes the Chida. And the Chida says there is a Kabbalistic Kavana to have when you say these words. Says the Chida, You should have a lot of Kavana that God should take the vengeance for those Romans who killed Asara Harugeh Malchus. Isn't that interesting? That the, uh, the Chida brings, and this comes from the Arizal. That when you say Kel Nekamais Hashem, you should specifically Mechaven, Hashem Shvi Noikim, Nikmas, Asara Haruge Malchus, and their holy bodies should be Mevarer, the sparks of Kedusha that were in the world. And this is what it means, Hashem Gumal Ageyim. And this actually comes from the Ariza on the Shara HaKavanois, and in the Ariza on the Shara HaKavanois says something amazing. That the reason why the Asara Haruge Malchus were killed was so that they could gather in the sparks from certain oilamais from the day they were killed until Mashiach comes. And when we say, that Hashem should take revenge for the Asara Ruge Malchus, and by remembering this, they are Mizgaber, and they collect the sparks that they need to collect. Mavravaisai, let me share with you the amazing pshat of the Baal Shem Taif, in the Pasuk, Kel Nekamais Hashem, now, when a human being wants to take revenge, let's say somebody insults a person or hurts a person, so how does a human being take revenge? The next person that the, the next time that person's walking down the street, you're going to hide in a bush, and just as he's about to walk by, you'll stick your foot out and trip the guy, and he'll fall on his face, or you'll stick out a throw a banana peel. Is that what they do in Edgeware? When they want to take revenge? Yeah, that's what I hear. They throw a banana peel and uh, you'll trip the guy. In other words, when it comes to Basar Vadam, when you want to take revenge, you want to get back at the guy. God has a different way of taking revenge. Says the Baal Shem Tov, quote in the Sefer, Todos Yaakov Yosef and Parshas Boy. There was a villager who rebelled against the king. And he hit and he defaced the statue of the king. Now, now he, back in the day, if you defaced a statue, a public statue, it was a criminal offense. And it should be a criminal offense. Um, cancel culture is basically cancel dignity, morals, and history. But back in the day, you couldn't deface a statue of the king. So what did the king do? Next thing the guy knows... He gets a knock on his door. Who is it? The king's guard. He figured they're taking him to kill him. No. They appointed him to be Mishnah Lamelech, second in command. And the king is taking him into the inner recesses of his palace and showing him his grandeur and his majesty and his power and his greatness. And he begins to see the power of the king and the kindliness of the king and the control of the king. And the more he learns about the king and the king's ability and power and greatness and wisdom, the more he feels so foolish about what he did. And he feels dumb. He feels stupid. What did he do? The king is so great. The king is so powerful. Why would he do that? He rebelled against such a merciful and kind king. And the more worthy of punishment the person is, the more the king uh, showers goodness on him. And the king did it because if he kills the guy, the guy is dead. 
and uh, he's only pained for a moment. But by doing this to the guy, he actually experiences a very long duration of tsar and real regret, and he will repent for what he did. Says the Baal Shem Tov, that is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does. God's revenge is different than uh, the revenge of man. Kel Nukama is Hashem. God is the God of vengeance. You know how? Kel Nukama is The way Hashem takes revenge is He's Moifia. He reveals a greater understanding and element of His greatness to the sinner so that the sinner perceives Hashem in a deeper way, feels even worse about what He did, and that's that brings him to tshuva. There's a concept that Hashem will reveal to a person who sinned an extra degree of understanding of the severity of that sin. Instead of hurting and killing the person, Hashem will reveal to the person an extra degree of understanding of the severity of that sin to make the first sin, person really regret about what they did. We once quoted this. Um, actually, Rabbi Yosef Engel quotes this uh, to explain an amazing thing. We know nobody in history knew how to dash in the Pasuk, Es Hashem You should fear God. What is the S coming to be Marba? In fact, Shimon Ho'amsuni, when he got to this Pasuk, and Shimon Ho'amsuni was an S professional. He, he uh, specialized in Essen. You know, he had a book, had a darshan, all the Essen and the Torah, except when he got to the Pasuk, Es Hashem he couldn't crack the code. Until Rabbi Akiva said, Why was it that Rabbi Akiva was the only one in history who knew how to knew how to appreciate the greatness of Tamid Chachamim that he darshan the Hashem lekechatira lerabois Tamid Chachamim? Nobody else thought maybe we should darshan the Hashem lekechatira lerabois Tamid Chachamim. So says Rabbi Yosef Engel, based on this Baal Shem Tov. That when God wants to bring retribution, the way He does it is He gives a person a deeper insight in the area where they failed. What did Rabbi Akiva say about himself when he was in Amha Aretz? He said, Who could bring me a rabbi and I'll bite him like a donkey? Right? That is the attitude of Ameha Aretz to rabbis. By the way, how do we know if somebody is an Amma Aretz or not? Very, very easy. All you need to know, do is see what their attitude is to Rabbanim. Somebody who loves Rabbanim, the Gemara and Shabbos says, he themselves will become great. Somebody who hates Rabbanim, we know what happens. We know who they are. Es Hashem Chachamim. However, when Rabbi Kiva says, when I was an Amma Oretz, I said, Mi yidneini tamur chacham v'anashchenu kechamar. By the way, the Ramami Pano asks, when Rabbi Akiva was a Amma Oretz, the Chazal say he was still a Balmidois. So if he was a Balmidois, why would he want to bite a rabbi? The answer says the Ramami Pano, even good Amaratzim hate Rabbanim. It doesn't matter if you have good character. Um, the symbol of an Amaretz is a disdain for Tamei Chachamim. Ah, oh, says Rabbi Yosef Engel. Rabbi Akiva, his, his vulnerability as an Amaretz was he didn't appreciate Tamei Chachamim. So the way Hashem was noikim that is he gave Rabbi Akiva 
an extra dose of appreciation for the godless of Talmud Chachamim more than anyone else in history. And that's how he was the only one who was able to darshan. You know what there is in this world that is closest to Rebbe Nisham? The Rabbi Talmud Chachamim. Now, comes Rebbe Yitzchak Abarditcha. And he also quotes this uh, teaching on the Baal Shem Tov. Kel Nekamais Hashem, Kel Nekamais Hoifiyah. And um, he explains that God's way of taking revenge, Kel Nekamais Hashem, is Kel Nekamais Hoifiyah. He reveals himself to man. So I want to just share with you a few thoughts of Hagoin, Rav Victor Miller, on these words, on this Gidol of Nekama. Lashem HaYeshua. Okay. Hashem is the God of vengeance. The attribute of Hashem, Eya Asher Eya, I shall be what I shall be. What does that refer to? The steadfastness of God. That Hashem does not overlook infraction. And when a wicked sin, it requires vengeance. Says Rav Miller, and I heard him say this, the joy of the righteous is not complete until they witness the downfall of the evil. So in other words, you should know that when Eichmann was uh, convicted and he was executed, it was a great day in world history. It put the train back on the track. It was a day of Simcha. Be'ibud Rishayim Rina. In other words, people understood everything is right in the universe. That's part of the Simcha of the Tzaddik. And by the way, the blood of the oppressed cannot rest except by the shedding of the blood of the oppressors. The Holocaust victims will not rest until God brings the perpetrators to justice. By the way, this is Gemaran Gittin. The Gemaran Gittin says that when Vuzradin saw what they did to Zechariah and that they murdered Zechariah and he saw his blood boiling... Zechariah's blood did not start stop boiling until Nevizradin slaughtered millions of people and then his blood stopped boiling because there is a a phenomenon that man will not be at ease until justice is delivered. Now we're not authorized necessarily to take the justice into our own hands but mankind needs Revenge. And the Gemara says, great is vengeance. It's placed between the two names of Hashem. Which means it's a necessary attribute. And that if it's placed between two names of Hashem, it's a midah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now we say, God of vengeance, shine forth. Why are we asking Hashem's vengeance to be moifia, to shine forth? It says Rav Miller, Shine means suddenly, from amidst the darkness. Why? Because when the wicked are suddenly frightened, that will be even greater revenge. In other words, when Hashem takes revenge against our cousins in the Middle East, and all of a sudden He appears, and they realize what they're going to have to face, that is going to be even more painful to them. You And we're saying, Hashem, you'll surprise those who don't understand their sins. Because many of our enemies, they facetiously convince themselves into saying, we didn't do anything wrong. 
And even the things that they maybe understand are wrong, they don't think they're severe. And God will appear suddenly to light up the darkness of this world and its errors. And then all the falsifiers and evildoers who belittled Kla Yisrael and the Torah will be terrified. Meaning, all these, you know, um, BD, the, all these, uh, this, this movement that sanctions Israel, when God reveals Himself, all of a sudden they're going to melt in their place. Now, we say to Hashem, Raise yourself up, judge of the world. The glory of God is elevated when He does judgment upon the wicked. Then all mankind sees there's a God who conducts the affairs of this world and that the earth is not in the power of the Risham to do as they wish. Now, our only kavana here, when we daven for the punishment of the wicked, and even our kavana in rejoicing in the downfall of the wicked, is to elevate Hashem's name. By the way, why is Purim such a happy day? What are we rejoicing on on Purim? We're rejoicing that justice was delivered. Haman wanted to hang Mordechai, and he got his reek, he got what was coming to him. And this creates a Kiddush Hashem. When Haman is hanging, it creates a Kiddush Hashem. And we say, Hashiv Gemul al Now, this is very important. Return Gemul. You know when God's glory is really apparent in the world? When he punishes the wicked, Mida Kenegen Mida. When he's Hashiv Gemul, recompense. And then people recognize, clearly this is not happenstance. This is God acting. So Yisroi said, Oh, You know, I know how great God is. Because Egyptians, they drowned the Jewish children. And then when they were drowned, that's how I know how great the, uh, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. So Mita Kenegin Mita is one of the greatest ways with which Hashem demonstrates Himself and thereby His name is sanctified. Now, why are the Risham called arrogant? Why don't we call them jealous, angry? Why arrogant? The chief characteristic of the wicked is their arrogance. And that's especially enjoyable when we see their downfall in light of the fact that they thought how arrogant they were. Now, we say, Lashem HaYeshua, salvation belongs to Hashem. We don't say Lashem Yeshua, Lashem Ha Yeshua. The salvation belongs to Hashem. That means that the ultimate salvation and all salvation, and whether big or small, all elements of salvation belong to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Al Amcha Berchasecha Sela upon your people. Your blessing, Selah, means forever. Because salvation belongs to Hashem, therefore, the corollary is, since Hashem owns salvation, you know who's going to get it? Al-Amcha, your people, Berchasecha, will be your blessing forever and ever. Because, as Chazal tells in the Gemara Nivamas, that all, everything in this world is blessed because of Klai, so even a ship going from Gaul to Aspamia is blessed because of so this is a rule which is enforced forever, meaning there are no exceptions to the rule. 
all salvation comes to the world because of Klal Yisrael. And all salvation that Hashem gives us is not only for now, but it's the intention of Hashem's Hatava to Klal Yisrael is that it should be on our heads forever and ever. And that is why we conclude this Gidol, this braiding, the braiding of Nekama, that Lashem HaYeshua, all salvation belongs to Hashem. Al-Amcha, upon your people, Berchasecha Sela, are your blessings forever and ever. Okay, Marv Rabbi we will hold it over here. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Bracha v'atzlacha. And a good Chodesh. Kol Tov.